excited. Um, people used to joke that I had a congressional level uh, case work at the general assembly level, but now I have more than two staffers to help people. Um, so that's number one priority is, is help, help my constituents. Um, we got the Voting Rights Act of Virginia passed. We need to pass the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. We got the Reproductive Health Protection Act passed here. We need to, at a minimum, codify Roe versus Wade at the federal level. We got the Pregnant Worker Fairness Act passed here. We need to do that in Congress. I got the, um, the, the Virginia State Economy Act passed. We can't address climate change on a state-by-state basis. Every priority that I have had here, which is rooted in solving problems and helping people, will be the same priorities I carry with. Under my chairmanship, historically black colleges and universities have received unprecedented funding, approximately $6.5 billion since I became uh, chairman. Uh, that's an average of about $65 million per, per school. But this is unprecedented funding, and we're going to continue trying to do the same in the future. We saved over a million people's pensions. People were receiving pensions under the multi-employer pension program, and that was about to go broke. We fixed that for those pensioners, and we also saved tens of thousands of businesses that were legally obligated to pay those benefits until the businesses went broke. We solved that problem in the American Rescue Plan. During this session of Congress, Democrats have created a record number of jobs it lowered the number of uninsured Americans to the lowest rate in history. We've reopened the schools safely, we saved pensions, and we reduced child poverty. That's a record of accomplishment. On behalf of the American people, getting big things done. We passed the American Rescue Plan. Save the economy from a deep recession. Put shots in arms, money in pockets, and kids back in school. We passed the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act to create millions of good-paying jobs. Fix our crumbling bridges, roads, tunnels, our airports, our sewer and water system, our mass transportation systems, and ensure high-speed internet access in every single community. We passed gun safety legislation for the first time in 30 years that will save lives and make our communities safer. We passed the Chips and Science Act to bring domestic manufacturing jobs back home to the United States of America and ensure that our workforce has the skills to succeed in the 21st century economy. And we passed the Inflation Reduction Act to strike a dramatic blow against the climate crisis, set our planet on a sustainable trajectory forward, lower energy costs, strengthen the Affordable Care Act, lower health care costs, and drive down the high price of life-saving prescription drugs for millions of Americans. It was one of the most consequential Congresses in American history. President Biden gets the job done, and the D in Democrat stands for deliver. It has already been said, but the last Congress was one of the most productive, and the benefits of the legislation that we passed, led by members of the CBC, will continue to be realized in the months and years to come. Just this week, 
the provision to cap the amount that seniors pay for prescription drugs at $2,000 and capping the amount that seniors pay for insulin at $35, it went into effect. This legislation was led by the late Elijah Cummings and others and is now law thanks to the Congressional Black Caucus and President Biden. Because of efforts led by members of the Congressional Black Caucus Task Force on Black Maternal Health, we are protecting black moms and improving maternal health outcomes. To that end, thanks to provisions passed by this Congress, most states now have to expand postpartum Medicaid coverage from 60 days to one year. That was the Congressional Black Caucus. The CBC is working to ensure that all Americans, and especially black families and communities, can live with dignity, safety, respect, and achieve greater economic opportunity. The CBC has met with President Biden and talked about our shared priority around racial equity and justice. And I look forward to building on these efforts in the 118th Congress as we ensure racial equity and accountability throughout the federal government and in the private sector. For generations, entrenched disparities in our society and economy, at times facilitated by the federal government, discriminating policies and unaccountable institutions have made it harder for black Americans to have a fair shot. Centuries of injustice and decades of disinvestment by black communities not only undermine the American promise of equal opportunity, but it also keeps our entire nation from reaching its potential. The Congressional Black Caucus has worked to eliminate these inequities, and we will continue to lead in these areas of racial equity, opportunity, and justice in very intentional and purposeful ways in the months and years to come. Thanks to leaders like Representative Barbara Lee on appropriations and my colleagues in the CBC on Ways and Means, we pushed for the historic expansion of the child tax credit, cutting child poverty to record lows for black children, and helped 17 million workers without dependent children, especially frontline workers who benefited the most. Through the advocacy of Representative Maxine Waters and the CBC members on financial services, we helped black Americans stay in their homes by providing emergency rental assistance. Of the $25 billion that was provided in 2021, black Americans were the largest group that received help, representing more than 40% of the aid. That is the Congressional Black Caucus. It was the Congressional Black Caucus that fought to create a set-aside for small businesses through support from the CDFI, credit unions, and small banks to make sure that they weren't left out or left behind so that they could also rehire and retain workers. Because of the leadership of Representative Bobby Scott and CBC members on education and labor, we created pathways to the middle class, especially for people from underserved communities by expanding skill-based hiring and increasing access to registered apprenticeship and workforce training. And because of the leadership of Secretary Fudge, the Interagency Task Force on Property Appraisal and Valuation Equity released the PAVE Action Plan, the most wide-ranging set of reforms ever put forward to advance equity in the home appraisal process. 
That is the Congressional Black Caucus. Federal procurement is one of our most powerful tools to advance equity and to build wealth in underserved communities. But only around 10% of federal agencies' total eligible contracting dollars even go to small and disadvantaged businesses, a category under federal law for which black-owned businesses are presumed to be eligible. That's why the Congressional Black Caucus will push the Biden-Harris administration to meet their goal of increasing the share of federal contracting dollars to disadvantaged businesses by 50% by 2025. That's $100 billion in new money to minority-owned businesses. And finally, for years, politicians talked about investing in our national infrastructure. But thanks to the Congressional Black Caucus and the leadership of Chair Beatty and our committee chairs and leaders Jeffries and Clyburn, the infrastructure investment and jobs law is passed and it is being implemented. And make no mistake about it, it was the members of the CBC that made sure that that bill passed. Why? Because we know that the lack of investment has fallen most heavily on black communities and under, other underserved areas. That's why we fought to secure federal investment to replace 100 million lead pipes in homes and 400,000 lead pipes in schools and daycares, to increase access to training and good quality jobs, to expand affordable high-speed internet and reliable public transit and clean drinking water, to reconnect black neighborhoods divided by legacy highway infrastructure and to provide other resources to finally give black communities a fair shot. We need, we need not look further than the crises in Flint, Michigan and Jackson, Mississippi to know what that kind of neglect to our infrastructure can cause. The, the law invests $1 billion to help reconnect communities and another $3 billion through grants to advance transportation projects in places like Atlanta, St. Louis, and Detroit. The law permanently authorizes the Minority Business Development Agency for the first time since its inception and elevated the agency head to the position of undersecretary, granting that agency expanded power to support black and other minority-owned businesses. And now my fraternity brother, Don Cravens, uh, is leading that organization and with the Congressional Black Caucus will make sure that those investments reach every black community throughout this country. And now EPA, which is led by the first African-American man that the CBC helped to support, has announced that it is allocating $3 billion in infrastructure law funding for lead service line replacement in 2022 alone. And the USDA launched an equity advisory commission, which advises the secretary by identifying programs, policies, systems, structures, and practices that contribute to barriers to inclusion or, or access. These are the type of strategic investments and policies the Congressional Black Caucus have advanced. And while we lost one of our great champions on climate action last month, the legacy of the work of Representative Donald McEachin and others on natural resources and energy and commerce to address the climate crisis 
will continue to remain a priority for the CBC. I want to conclude by starting, by ending where I started, and that is with the story of Senator Bruce. Because we know that when we embrace that blessed title, the conscience of the Congress, just like the former slave who became senator from Mississippi, we each have a calling to lead at this important time, to be reminded by the reason that we got into this profession to begin with, and to know that it won't always be easy, but that the people who we represent, they are counting on us. And I know it can be tough and that sacrifices will be made along the way. I know because I know what it's like to lose an election. But I also know, as Representative Greg Meeks reminded us during his nominating speech for Leader Jeffries, a setback is nothing but a setup for a comeback. <laughs>